1: Hello, just a note to say that this podcast episode contains spoilers and some adult themes. So, first things first, before we start, did you see the priest?
2: Unfortunately, and I'm really sorry to disappoint, Oh no! I did not see the priest. Wow I don't know, <laughs> because I was there, and she was supposedly there as well.
1: And you, did you see the parade type thing nothing
2: nothing where were they I don't know where was I maybe I was in a toilet for a long time and I just missed it
1: oh that's a little bit too much (laughs) inside just
2: to get away from work for a second oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's okay I think I'm over her now okay yeah it's taken. It's taken quite a while. Yeah, and I'm sure, like when I run into her again, it will all come back. Damn. But I think only briefly. <laughs> what
1: a year long journey we went on with Hot Priest. I know. We were like the gay flea bag for so long.
2: Oh my god. I know. But... Everyone
1: was like, li- literally, like all of my friends that were listening. I think I said this last time to you. They were like, any updates? Where is she? What is she doing? Has Joyce said anything to her? And I was like. I don't know.
3: <laughs> no.
1: The people have to been demanding.
2: I, I have been demanding answers as well. <laughs> she's just never there anymore. I run into her husband all the time. Oh. Yeah.
1: By wow. him and not her. So obviously she's still in the area then. Yeah. Unless, yeah, yeah. unless no, they got she divorced. Is. Okay, so she's still
2: Instagram. active in
1: the community. Yeah,
2: she still lives here. I just never see her. It's our times. I know. But wow. it's fine. I'm over it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you need to close
1: s- whatever you need to say to sleep at night
2: <laughs> and we're live do I make you nervous Gorky?
1: I'm a homosexual a
2: lesbian I'm a homosexual
1: I have loved you the way they said you fancy gears I'm having a proper full on gay crisis Hello and welcome to Gay Actually. Thanks for being here. It's going to be a fun old gay
2: time. Pitch Perfect is a lesbian musical film. <laughs> oh, of
1: course, of course. I want to carry off badass lesbian chic like Kate Blanchett can. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Gay Actually, the podcasting space for all of your LGBTQ shenanigans. And film, TV, and media-related content! Sing it, girl! <laughs> I didn't mean to have that type of inflection, it just kind of <laughs> just kind of came out, like... I like it, it's melodic. Melodic? Melodic. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I am Amber, and as always, I am joined by the lovely Joyce. Hi! How's it going? Yeah, it's going alright. We, so, this is our episode for the UK Film Review Podcast... Uh, probably should have said welcome back to the UK Film Review Podcast. Oops. Welcome back to the UK Film Review Podcast.
2: We're just the main characters, honestly, so...
1: (laughs) I don't know if Chris and co would agree, Oh, I just mean,
2: like, in in our space.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Our podcasting space. It is us, ourselves, and
2: we. Beautiful.
1: Um... (laughs) But uh, we have to make an apology that we missed you in April. Um, You may have seen, or you may not have, (laughs) if you don't care. Um, We did not have an episode come out in April. Um, That was due to a myriad of circumstances. Uh, I started a new job. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Go, Amber. And then lost my voice subsequently two weeks later, which was really, really fun for me. Mm. Um, A real induction test, if you will. Um, And then you went back to Belgium. Yeah. uh, For a little bit. So circumstances just kind of got in the way and that was fine. Hey, we move, but we're back in full force. Lots of episodes coming your way. Stay tuned. You can follow us on Instagram at gay underscore actually for more information. Joyce is laughing at me because I'm saying this all at once.
2: (laughs) No, I mean, it's absolutely great. And thank you for um, getting all the information.
1: (laughs) I just basically put a story on saying sickness, Belgium.
2: New job, though. Best news of all. And I'm so happy for you and well done Thank you So what are we talking about in today's episode? Well Joyce, I'm so glad you asked On
1: this month's episode of the UK Film Review Podcast We are going to try not to creak our chairs all the time And upset headphone users. Um, Sorry That's new uh, Okay <laughs> I'll try uh, But also We are going to be talking about the films of Francis Lee Woohoo, Woo-hoo. Specifically God's Own Country and Ammonite His two feature length films for those of you that don't know, Francis Lee is an English filmmaker, so true to UK film review oh, yeah. uh, spirit, we're talking about an English filmmaker, his films are set in England, um, and we're going to be talking about both of them in this episode. That's just so you know, if you do the thing where you like to watch the films before you listen to our podcast, here's your cue, we'll wait. Welcome back, I hope you enjoyed them. <laughs>
2: That was a very satisfying silence. Like, I could, like, feel it in the air.
1: It was palpable, wasn't it? So shall we start
3: chronologically?
1: (laughs) Shall we start chronologically? Yes, for sure. Great. Let's start with God's Own Country. That was a 2017 film, and it was Francis Lee's um, directorial feature-length debut. He'd done a few short films before this, this was his first feature length. Would you like to summarise?
2: Yes. Um, Great. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry, I've just lost... We hit record
1: and i just lost the plot. We said so many funny things. Oh, before we get into the films, can we discuss your revelation before I started recording? And I really wish... I managed to snap a picture of you, but I really wish that I'd got it recorded because... Uh, Joyce, I told Joyce uh, accidentally on purpose, uh, season three spoiler of the L Word Generation Q, um, the reboot series of the L Word, uh, and she lost her mind. Oh my God, I almost started crying. She was literally screaming. Um, But not only that, um, there is a lovely couple... Um, who, well, couple being the operative word, they do a podcast called Help, I'm Gay. It's the Gay Woman channel on YouTube, uh, and that's their podcast title on Spotify.
2: Uh, shout out,
1: because Joyce didn't realise that they're engaged.
2: Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know they were together. I need to pay more attention. Well,
1: no, because I didn't know they were together until I saw the engagement picture, like, right. or whatever it was, a few months ago. For context, they are two filmmakers who make YouTube videos and now they have a podcast um they've always explained themselves as best friends like from high school um everyone's always been like are you together and they've always joked about it but they've always been like no we're just friends they've always just said it and then all of a sudden they were like uh, 16 years together and now for a lifetime." Now they're ma- like getting married. Literal and- insanity. <laughs> and Joyce didn't know. And she follows them on Instagram and just had like a little moment where she was like, Wow.
2: Honestly, th- because I mean, to me at least, the gay woman channel and Pillow Talk, yeah. and like I that was so formative for me, yeah, me when too. I was a teenager. So
1: formative. I
2: loved their videos. I watched them all the time. Yeah,
1: and that led me to other projects like Carmilla, which we may talk about in a future episode. Mm-hmm. But like so many of those um short form web series was so instrumental to my coming out experience Mm. my journey of sexuality
2: it's nice that
1: you feel the same I don't think we've ever talked about that before (laughs) I
2: think because for me they kind of disappeared after like my teenage years I never watched them anymore yeah I still followed them on Instagram apparently Mm. which I just found out yeah (laughs) um but I it's really funny because literally a month ago I just randomly thought of them and watched a couple videos from before and now you bring them up and tell me that they're engaged and I'm literally mind blown but that's ridiculous because I did exactly
1: the same thing I refound them a couple of months ago. They must, in the, air. the algorithm must have pushed something because mm-hmm. like, I saw a video come up on YouTube and I was like, oh yeah, I wonder what they're up
2: to now. Maybe people saw their Insta posts that they were getting engaged yeah, and their videos were getting traction of because course. of that. Of course. Tech girlies. I love it. She's <laughs> a STEM girlie now. Yeah. I don't even know. Do Shout out to- <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know,
1: I, don't know, I don't know.
2: Shout out to Sarah and Adriana
1: of the Help I'm Gay podcast and Pillow Talk
2: and the gallon um, channel. That's oh the- bless
1: them both to bits.
2: I think I'm going to binge watch their videos tonight. Hell yeah.
1: I'm oh, going to I'm going to shout them out on everything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> if they somehow listen to this. Big love and thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Well, on that <laughs> lovely note, shall we discuss God's Own Country yes, by we shall. directed by Francis Lee?
2: Do summarize. <laughs> um Gazon Country is set on a farm in West Yorkshire, um, and follows the character of John Saxby. He is the son of a farmer, um, lives together with his nan, grandmother, and his father, who is ill, and, and can't really perform his tasks as a farmer anymore. So um, John has kind of been forced into this life really early on, um, kind of... Sp- drops into the real world and he has a really hard time um finding his place and he struggles a lot um he has a drinking problem Mm -hmm. and the most poignant um thing of his character at the start at least is that he completely rejects any form of intimacy or um real connections with people Mm -hmm. he's completely secluded himself from um relationships in any way any form that's not really a summary. That's me already going into his character, but, um, yeah, so everything changes basically for John when they hire a farmhand, um, a Romanian man called Jorge, Jorge. Uh, is it George? No, it's Jorge. Ah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. And he's, he's
1: like, is it George then? <laughs> In his Yorkshire accent. Mm.
2: Um, mm. yeah. And then everything kind of changes for him. Um falling for this beautiful Romanian farm boy (laughs) oh I've already got chills so Um, yeah no I think
1: obviously Johnny is played by Josh O'Connor who you may know from The Crown and other such things Um, and then there's uh, Gheorghe is played by Alec Sekarini and then you've also got Gemma Jones and Ian Hart who are quite prominent British actors um, so it's got a great cast um, I think it was
2: funded by the BFI as well yeah um, um, but it's just, I mean we should note that Francis Lee was in the industry for a very long time before he started directing as yeah. an actor yeah. so he probably already had a lot of connections mm. in there yeah. to get such great actors in his debut as that's well
1: that's a very good point
2: mm. Um.
1: yeah no it's I I love I love the feel of this film. Um, I don't know if you agree. It's just like the beautiful rolling hills of Yorkshire, like like envelop the whole film, and it's just all about existing in this small rural village town up north. And I think you kind of you get the sense immediately that Johnny feels like he's left behind. He has to take on the family business. He has to take on the family farm, stop it from basically running into the ground because his father's unwell. Um, He has to do all of the grunt work, all of the manual labour himself. He has to go and sell the stock, the cattle and the, the animals that he's got. He has to do the lambing and he has to do the repairs all by himself. But he's bitter and lazy, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he's just... He's just living this monotonous existence. And there's this particular scene where he bumps into a girl from school and you see that all of them have just gone off to uni and but he's the one that's been left there. Yeah. And you just kind of get that sense of like his his life and his potential has just been ground to a halt. So it really is kind of like a personal journey of Self acceptance away from self loathing, I guess.
2: Yeah, um, and when he meets that friend, um, it also becomes clear that he used to be like a fun and cheery guy. Yeah, always up for a good time and kind of also apparently accepting of his sexuality. Um, yeah, he's just, just kind of treated into yeah. himself. Yeah, and he's he's completely become a shell of what he used to be, mm. and his friends don't really get that, but he also doesn't really allow them into his life anymore yeah he doesn't let anyone
1: in does he because obviously he has he has like well he he turns to alcohol he's very reliant on alcohol there's lots of scenes of him just like cracking open a beer or having a pint at the pub um, like just kind of shoveling food into his mouth like without really giving much thought to what he's doing like just kind of grunts at his granny every so often and yeah. she basically is running around cleaning all his clothes and then also as you were saying he just kind of has a bunch of Sexual encounters with men that don't mean anything, but he doesn't let anyone anyone connect with him, yeah, and it's just kind of like, well, this is
2: depressing <laughs> it's like it's one thing to not kiss the person you're sleeping with, but they, he he doesn't even let them talk, yeah, like it's literally yeah. to that level like it's just well, okay, the words I wrote down for this are not appropriate for the podcast, but <laughs> it's just like purely like carnal, yes like there's just nothing there no intimacy no connection um which I mean it shows really well how he is as a character at the start of the film and then what happens after just gets a lot more meaning because of that obviously
1: yeah definitely I think there was a, there was a particular moment towards the start where he goes to a um like a farm animal auction I don't know the exact time. I'm not a farmer I'm sorry um <laughs> but he has an encounter with a man at the auction and then he comes back and uh one of the cows has given birth uh to a male calf but it was a breech birth and his father didn't have the strength to do it himself so basically because he took so long his father was like "Was well, because of you it's died we could have reared that up and sold it for loads that would have really helped us, kind of thing. So it kind of associates like him giving into his like lusts and passions with a kind of guilt that he yeah. needs to be solely focused on the farm.
2: Yeah, but he is a
1: though, isn't he? Like, oh, he really I feel bad is. for him, but he doesn't help himself. Oh, he's God. just so grumpy. Like when Giorgi arrives, he's like so horrible to him. Oh. Doesn't give him the time of day. It's literally being um calls him something really derogatory as well yeah, to do yeah. with like which is just like A remotely not true and B like don't use that language.
2: Yeah, he's just he's just being like very typically like just being a bigot really yeah. for the sake of it. Yeah. Um yeah, kind of pushing away people before they even get anywhere close mm-hmm. to him just immediately setting a barrier of no, no one can enter my world. Um,
1: yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, he is a shit. Like, in this, at the start of the film, right away, we see him come home. Um, or, like, we see the first shot of this film is him throwing up in the toilet in the morning.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he just drinks himself into oblivion
2: and yeah. just throws up all the time. Yeah. that one, You know that one scene when he wakes up in a... Like, I don't even know where he was sleeping. On a field somewhere. Yeah. And he just wakes up and vomits right away. Yeah. I think he, well he he tried
1: to get home and just passed out.
2: Yeah. Like in the taxi. Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. And the taxi just kind of left him on the front. on the door. I mean what's oh, he supposed to do? Like on the ground.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so that's how we get to know John. Um yeah. But you also see you very much see that he's a product of his environment. Like his family um, dynamic is just awful. Just
1: emotionless. Yeah,
2: because... emotionless, and all they do is nag, and mm-hmm. they're always disappointed in him. Yeah. Everything he does is wrong. His dad um, is clearly frustrated with his own disease, but also mm. frustrated um, and that he has to leave it to his son. Well. Yeah, the grandma, yeah. the grandmas.
1: You really feel for this family because you're literally like, there's no one else to help. Yeah. um
2: it's it's like and really bleak sad. just yeah. from the start so it is understandable why he's in this position and that something has to change yeah um, yeah definitely
1: um, so Yogi I guess is he's from Romania and he's hired as extra help for the lambing season basically because Johnny can't do the lambing on his own and he doesn't stay in the house he stays in a caravan that they've kind of set up for his accommodation because I mean there's not enough space in the house mm-hmm. but also you're just like oh man like, it looks so rough having to put him in like such a scratty caravan yeah and so basically the ewes the the female sheep have moved away from the main part of the farm um, and then Johnny basically hasn't repaired part of the boundary wall of the farm so that the sheep can escape um it's basically decided by granny and dad that Johnny and George should spend several days camping nearer to the animals like further up their land like up a hill it's, their land is stretched over like quite a few acres isn't it yeah um quite a few fields yeah and then they basically camp right at the top like as beautiful
2: beautiful views of the of the yorkshire Yorkshire Valleys, Yorkshire Hills. This is why I wrote down that this movie is Brokeback Mountain in Yorkshire.
1: It is! It is yeah. Brokeback Mountain in Yorkshire. But this is a real test for both of them, because Yorke clearly doesn't like Johnny. <laughs> Johnny's just like, for God's sake, like I don't want to be doing this. Um, but he's so like... He's just, I'm just a bit like he's just a bit repulsive. Like he'll just like spit and like, just yeah,
2: just just swallow his food. Yeah, exactly.
1: But um, basically, this is the start of the journey because one of the ewes gives birth to a sheep that's unconscious, uh, and Johnny's just like, oh, just let it die, like it's just nature. But Giorgio's like, no, let's care for it. He manages to resuscitate it really gently and then care for it and then Johnny's like oh
2: oh interesting (laughs) Um, that was such a cute moment yeah when John just looks at Gheorghe with like he has this like interest they're amazing actors Like this interest mm -hmm. in his eyes or like this like fascination or just kind of like his attention is drawn I love that because he has such a hard time making eye contact or just looking at anyone. He just doesn't
1: connect with anyone, film. does he? And then... No,
2: his head is down the entire time. He doesn't look at anyone.
1: But that, that's the beginning of it, in a way, isn't it? Because that's when Johnny is given his first example of gentleness mm-hmm. and, like, 10 well, tenderness.
3: Yeah.
1: Because um, there's such a real... There's a real dichotomy between aggression and tenderness... And this is when he's kind of first... First witnesses it. Yeah. Because um, then they have a fight not long after this where Gioge basically tackles Johnny to the ground and is like, don't call me that name again. Yeah. Which I'm not going to repeat. Um, he basically... Because he spends the whole film just, like, taking it and then all of a sudden he's like, don't talk to me like that. Yeah. And shows aggression. Because that's the only way Johnny understands that what he's doing is wrong. Like, he has to be, like... Yeah. Physically fought, which is so
2: bad. I know. Yeah, a little bit after that fight, there's a moment where they're building the rebuilding the wall together, right, the battle yeah. wall. And um, Johnny picks up a stone and seriously like hurts his hand. Mm. Um, and he just kind of wants to shake it off and whatever. Kierke, um tells him that no, he needs to take care of it, otherwise it will get infected with disease. Yeah. And he kind of takes Johnny's hand and looks at it, and he's very. Caring and yeah. very, it's it's like such a sweet little moment, and John just kind of let it happen, let lets it happen, um, mm. and it really shows that for the first time he's kind of able to be vulnerable. Yeah, in like a very That's so true. Like he's seeing, um, he's seeing Gheorghe Gyor- with the with the little lamb. That's the first thing. Then you have Kierke yeah. tackling him and showing aggression. And I think having those two things yeah. so close together um, kind of shows Johnny that the just the nuance mm. of having connections with people. Very true. And kind as well. of letting the possibility of letting that in um, become become a thing. Yeah. I don't yeah.
1: know. No, definitely. I think you're right. I think as well with because in a lot of those scenes there's there's Johnny is a man of few words, right? Mm-hmm. Very so, few words. <laughs> very few words. He just kind of was like, eh. <laughs> just kind yeah. of. So with those scenes, you get the physical aggression, but then also the physical, like, like Yoge demonstrates tenderness, and Johnny allows himself to be cared for in that moment. And there's not really that much dialogue. There's just there's very long pauses within the scene takes, and you really. Like, it's palpable, like what they're thinking and feeling, even though they're not expressing it verbally. And that's that's a theme that's carried on consistent, yeah, consistently throughout the the film, which I like a lot.
2: Yes. Mm. So we've got we've got to get to that bit. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to get to that bit. This is the Brokeback Mountain bit I'm talking about because it <laughs> gives me the exact same vibe. It's, it's like oh yeah, just pure animal. Lusts and aggression, yeah, yeah. Like carnal vibes. Well, they guys. start fighting in the yeah. mud, and then they just start doing bits. Doing bits. <laughs> um. Honestly, well, okay, men. This is addressed to you. <laughs> like, what's the issue? Like, what? I, like, what? Th- please make me understand, right? Because it's like, it's like the most man thing I've ever seen. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like the most man thing, because it's like. Uh-huh. This weird thing about fighting and aggression and violence combined with... It's so Shakespearean, like, isn't it? Like... Like,
1: like, like the, like, war-level aggression and lust combined with, like, passion and sex and...
2: Oh, my God. So
1: intertwined in each other and that you just see that on the hill. Yeah. On the hillside. <laughs> and, yeah, it is very Brokeback Mountain. Very bro- uh, the fur- yeah. no
2: talking, no kissing, nothing... Like yeah. guys, have a yeah. little combo. I know. Tell, tell <laughs> me about your day, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me how you're feeling. <laughs> Is this okay? <laughs> like no, and it's. I mean, yeah. look to each their own. Like, Clearly, you can t- you can like cut the tension when yeah. they're like sleeping together, but not like that, but just sleeping mm-hmm. in the same room together. Yeah, and they're like both of them have their eyes open, but then like not looking at each other. Mm-hmm. You can just tell. That there's so much tension yeah Woo. so I mean was it surprising no, no <laughs> was they... it welcome yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's alright
1: gotta do it for the gays yeah I didn't mind it and no I-, I thought it was great I thought it was I also thought like considering the sheer level of nudity and like carnal lust it was very tasteful it honestly showed... it was like even though it was kind of rough like they were both vulnerable yeah, because they were outside as well and naked.
2: They were outside, and it's actually Johnny. Sorry, because I don't know another word, but like pleasuring Jorge.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: instead of like the other way around, which we've yeah. seen before with Johnny when he's having these meaningless encounters. Mm-hmm. It's usually the other way around, or yeah. it's just um, it's actually like he's giving pleasure to Kyrgyz. Yeah, which is a complete one eighty yeah from what he was doing before yeah so even though there's no intimacy yet in that role in the way that we get it later um and he's still still doing the same things where he won't let the guy kiss him mm-hmm. and he won't talk um he's still doing something else he's still being vulnerable and actually um really wanting someone for who they are instead of just wanting the sex damn that's the yeah. Bye bye God, and mm, also definitely. visually, that was a really beautiful scene. Sorry, oh, but when yeah. they're like lying on this hill, and it's like dawn, and, like morning, and it's like I blue know. green. It looks outside. cold as
1: hell, though. Oh, it really does. Ooh, and they're like covered in mud. No.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's very man. Like th- th- this is what I'm saying. It's all men. <laughs> Nothing about this is appealing to me as a woman. <laughs> very animalistic
1: it is yeah but then he doesn't even want to acknowledge it after
2: but then they share
1: they share cigarettes after like because they they have a they're sat by a campfire and they share cigarettes (laughs) and it's just kind of like there's no speech in the scene but it's just like a quiet silent acknowledgement about what they did and they can connect
2: which I think God because like you said before that Johnny doesn't even acknowledge it he's silent all day and I wrote this note down while I was watching it in all caps saying men are horrible with their emotions what the fuck
1: (laughs) we need to encourage men to be vulnerable and talk about their feelings
2: it's very important I couldn't stand it I was literally like dude just say something (laughs) just say something my guy yeah Anyway, so the campfire, yeah, with the cigarettes. Yeah. But and then, then that yeah. <laughs> night
1: Johnny comes onto him again, but Gyor- like but he comes onto him aggressively like what happened before. Um but then Gheorghe's like no. But then basically shows him that intimacy can be gentle and can be loving and tender. Oh, and it's such, contrast,
0: it's such a contrast.
1: It's such a contrast to the scene before where it was like where you had this really intense thing, where it was, it was still like passionate, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. It was almost loving. And then you're like, oh, so men can be gentle and expressive with their bodies.
2: Yeah. It was, I so loved it that was scene. Nice. They're like finally, finally, like, um, Jorge is like touching him in like the, in the nicest way, like, very gentle and yeah. tender, like you say. But then, and they're really focusing and taking his time, and then Johnny is the one that kisses Gyurge. He's yeah, the one that takes the step to kiss. he feels safe. I know.
1: It's so nice because Johnny's probably never experienced that because he's not let anyone do that.
3: Yeah.
1: So it's it's the first time that he actually feels seen by
2: someone in that
1: in that context and in that moment, and it like it's emotional. Mm. yeah. I thought that was really moving.
2: Yeah, me too. I think that was one of the most beautiful scenes in the film. Yeah. But then Johnny kind of reaches out
1: after that point. He says, you can come stay in the house, but Giorgio's like, no. Yeah. Because I think because he's trying to set some type of boundary, but also he'd have to share Johnny's room and that's, you know. I
2: wouldn't want to sleep in Johnny's room, let's be real.
1: Well, because Martin, Johnny's dad, and then... Granny lady, (laughs) Um, obviously, would then cotton on to what's going on. So,
2: yeah, that's kind of a boundary um, that's set. Georgia seems a lot more like rational about these things, too, and clear headed. Um, Because
1: Johnny wants to go, like, now he's felt it, he wants it all the time. Exactly. Goes from not to a thousand, like,
2: yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I think Johnny um, is about what, 19 years old, maybe, because his friends have gone to uni but i think they just went to uni yeah maybe so he's really young this is probably like the first time he's ever felt love too
1: yeah i think you're right he i don't think he's more than 21
2: no and george is definitely older yeah not excessively not... but he's definitely no, a, bit older. a bit older yeah so i think he just knows more too and mm-hmm. he's not that like he can handle the emotions of it a lot better yeah like place yeah. them better but no johnny just wants it a- yeah, <laughs> I but mean, Johnny? yeah. When you
1: when you have your first moment like that, it's understandable that he's like, like I want to feel good all the time. I mm.
2: want
1: to connect with someone. It's finally,
2: very, yeah, It's so endearing to see him so happy and like smiling. Yeah. I know, and he looks nice when he smiles, yeah. and not excessively drinking, drinking excessively. Mm. <laughs> um, they're still drinking, but. Not in the way that he was doing before. Yeah. Um, Because he's found something now. He's found some meaning in his life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very sweet.
1: But I really admire this film's ability to shift, like, not only plot, but also expectations of characters and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because all of this happens and it's lovely and wonderful. And you're like, oh, that's great. But we're halfway through the film, so where's this going? And then Johnny's dad, Martin, suffers another stroke. Which leaves him even more compromised than he was before. Like, now he can't walk or talk. And so then Johnny realises that the entire responsibility of the farm now falls to him.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's hard. Like, suddenly you're only... Well, first of all, your dad can't speak anymore. That's really devastating. But then also realising that you've got the entire weight of the family business because because those types of farms like they've been in families for generations yeah they've been in families for a long long time so to see it struggling and failing it is really sad and then feeling that weight on your shoulders must be so hard so that's when he asks Gheorghe to stay on with him and it's intense yeah it's really intense but to see Gilgate being there for him as well is interesting,
2: yeah. Um. Yeah. So, a bit later, we're in the pub again with the mm-hmm. both of them, and um, Tony kind of asks Giorgi to stay on kind of indefinitely. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then Gheorghe, because he's rational and he's a bit older, he starts thinking about that in like a practical way. Yeah. And um. Which is sensible. Of course. I mean, it's a really big deal, too. Yeah,
1: it's a new thing and then they're going to be living and working together 24-7. Exactly. Like, they've just met. It's kind yeah. of...
2: And yeah, Gheorghe is also kind of saying that the way they run the farm needs to change. Um, kind of go with the times and all that. Um, and Johnny seems to be taking it all a bit too... He's having a hard time taking it in. And I think it's it's multiple things. It's First of all, it's getting really serious. yeah, um, But also... He's just kind of too in this like bliss to think about stuff like that, and he doesn't he doesn't want to accept accept it. Maybe yeah. Um, but yeah, he's kind of having a hard time with it. Um, he basically takes it as a rejection, which it really isn't.
1: Yeah, it's it's clearly not what he meant. But obviously, when when you open yourself up to be vulnerable, and then like he feels like he's being stamped on, which obviously yeah. isn't the case, but you can see why he feels rejected.
2: Yeah. But yeah, he gets pissed drunk again. Classic. Um, can barely walk, and then his uni that that friend that he had that went to uni is there with her uni mates, mm. and he knows that one of them is gay as well. Um, and then just I don't know. It's very sad. This it it made me yeah. feel so like sick, just like so sad. I know because it's I, so self destructive.
1: It is, and you can just. You can so understand why, but you're just like, no, and then Gegey's face is just like,
2: oh, it's horrible. Um, but yeah, he he has a sexual encounter with someone else in the toilets while Gegei is literally getting spit on by this man mm. that's racist Ugh, and. So gross. Then Gergei runs away to the toilet and finds out about John because he's in the toilet. Um, and, and runs out and it's just so heartbreaking i because i feel so bad for both of them like georgia obviously he just it's so sad but john is literally just destructed the best thing he has mm. because he has such a hard time dealing with his emotions and feelings and communicating and just keeps yeah. self-destructing so sad oh it my god so sad i literally Horrible. was like no what are you
1: doing because it was like where i just was like is this how it ends i can't have it end sad i uh,
2: know right yeah 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 so then <laughs> then then the <laughs> yeah it just it literally the most depressing like aftermath of that um Georgia leaves him right away literally just by the yeah. time john's back he's packed and ready to go mm-hmm. um And he's gone. And he's just gone. Meanwhile, during all of this,
1: um, I was never really sure what what Johnny's gran, like what her impression was of it all. Because there's quite clearly a shift when they start being more close. She can kind of see it. And she's kind of like doing the washing and she stumbles across a couple of things where she's like, oh, so okay, they are together. Um, and there's this moment where she's ironing where she cries yeah. and it is like really heartbreaking
2: but I can't I couldn't really place why she was crying I think she's crying because her son's in the hospital and just had a stroke okay well okay yeah, because she's she's ironing her son's pajamas. that oh, I see. Because, because she's it's, bringing them to the hospital. Because it's
1: right after she like picks up his laundry and yeah. finds some things that it kind of gives it away. Yeah. but it, I guess it's just kind of the weight of everything hits
2: her all at once. I think so because she she's holding these pajamas and she, she like smells them. Yeah, and She starts yeah, yeah. crying. It's yeah, so, so it
1: must harsh. be so hard like caring for your child like your fully grown adult like having a like a fully grown adult having that. Yeah. moment but it's your child and you're having to look after their child yeah like it must it must have like it's so much for anyone to deal with um so that's understandable yeah but yeah i could never really place where she felt about the sexuality thing
2: it's i mean it's never really brought up you can see that the yeah. dad doesn't like it because it's very unspoken, though, isn't yeah. it? There's a scene earlier on when Gheorghe, Gyor- <laughs> I'm gonna have a hard time with this until the end. Gheorghe <laughs> and Johnny are like kind of fooling around in the tractor. Like, not sexually, yeah. but they're playing. They're just having fun, they're mess- messing yeah. around they? And obviously, this is not how Johnny is with anyone. So the dad sees it and he has yeah. this very like concerned, but like not in a good way look yeah. on his face. Um, so I think I think they know, but mm. I think, like you say, it's an unspoken thing. And I don't think necessarily that they like it, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's my impression of it at least. Yeah,
1: it's um, I'm glad that they don't make it explicit because I think that would change the whole direct, um, the whole trajectory of the film.
2: Yeah, it would just be. It's about nice that it's not
1: just about a gay issue, but actually just like like a sweet relationship mm-hmm. at the at the forefront of. One man's like journey to liking himself again,
2: yeah. <clears throat> um. So how how does the film end? Joyce, tell us. Wait, please. wait, wait. <laughs> before you get before you get to that point, um, the whole bit when George is gone. Like I said, I mean, it's sad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But um, this is the time when Johnny gets to rebuild or like at least find peace with his relationship with his dad. Yeah, very true. And that was, I mean, such a beautiful part of the film too. Um, yes, because. You get I mean obviously his heart being broken like that I think has really sobered him up. Yeah. Not like literally but also literally but mostly like figuratively. It's character building. Everyone needs a first heartbreak, don't they? Honestly, his dark <laughs> night of the soul was actually pretty healing for him Yeah, him. yeah. But um, it, it's you're
1: right though. It's great because he I think the whole time his father and grandmother have wanted him to take ownership and step up mm-hmm. and like be that leading figure. So by the end of the film, he speaks to his dad and says, you know, I'm staying on the farm, but it has to be on my terms. I I want to run things my way. Yeah. But that's what his dad's wanted all along. He's just, he's been pushing him to that point. Yeah. So that's nice that he steps up and is, you know, is the head of the family
2: in a way. And they they kind of unspokenly find this middle ground between them. Mm. And that kind of this peace just starts existing. Yeah. And it's really, really nice. To see, yeah, um, that's lovely, yeah, and then he gets on a bus to meet with or like to go see Giorge,
1: yeah, because he finds out Giorge is working in Scotland somehow,
2: yeah, working on a potato farm, yeah, good for him, potatoes, hell yeah, good for him, but he needs to be with Johnny, of course,
1: but they reconcile, don't they? It's quite yeah. a sweet reconciliation,
2: it's um. Honestly, you don't. I feel like I didn't know where it was going, I didn't know if it was going to turn out well. I
1: know it could have. Well, the way they were speaking, even in the scene, I felt like it could have gone either way, and yeah. then they just have that moment of clarity, um, yeah. and reconnect. And it's yeah, it's beautiful. Um, oh, yeah, that's what I said when I was
2: watching it. Oh, in not that nice? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I think. I think the ending is excellent because two things happen. Mm. Well, three things. First, he makes peace with his dad. Yeah. Um, then secondly, he makes peace with himself. And then thirdly, he makes peace with George. Oh, the way he yeah. makes peace with himself is that he, you can literally physically see his struggle to open up and show emotion and talk.
1: You see the weight lift from his shoulders, don't you? Yeah. Like he carries himself differently, even physically. Yeah. It's beautiful acting by Josh O'Connor.
2: He he's so good. Um no. Yeah. Li- he's literally there, standing there with George, and he doesn't know what to say. And they're basically walking away from each other. And then you mm. can literally see the pain in his face, trying to like bring oh, it, yeah, like <laughs> bring it out. Yeah. And and get to that part of himself. And he turns around and he actually just speaks and tells him what he wants, tells him straight up. What he wants, how he feels, mm-hmm. and it's that—that's that in itself is just a complete celebration for him. Yeah. And then he also gets the man. So well done,
1: well done, Johnny. Well done, Johnny. Takes him
2: home. A win, win, and a win. <laughs>
1: exactly. And then, and then Giorgi moves into the house, and they get rid of the caravan, and they live happily ever after it's on their farm. So cute. Just two guys running their own farm. I want the sequel where they have babies. <gasps>
2: Can I have lambs? Just lambs.
1: Lambs. And babies.
2: What and a lambs. good ending. Like, there's so much there's so much bleak stuff in this film mm. that you just don't expect it to have such a great ending.
1: I really thought it was going to go another way when I first watched it. I was, expecting I was like death. Yeah, I was like, his dad's going to die. It's going to be really depressing. Heartbreak. Mourning. No. I mean, yes, it is... His dad is very unwell and that is very sad. But also, they all reconnect as a
2: family
0: and
1: then mm-hmm. he still gets his man.
2: He still gets his man.
1: 10 and out of
2: 10. You know what I think? Obviously, I mean, a lot of things are just bleak in it. But I think yeah. also you kind of get that eeriness because of, sorry, just me maybe.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Wuthering Heights is set in like the same type of setting. And when I, when, yes. when the film, like, opened up and you just see the landscapes, it reminded me of Andrea Arnold's Wuthering Heights from 2015. I don't know if you've seen that one. But it's, like, this, wow. it just gave me the same vibe. And so yeah. that vibe of, like, oh, something bad's about to happen.
1: Beautiful. I love that with English films, though, I feel like. Even, like, The Banshees of Inner Sharing did it. Mm, um, I haven't seen that one yet. Would recommend. I feel yeah, like um, all UK films and Irish films do it. Um, where, like films will just start with the rolling hills and like a romantic landscape Um, but it's kind of grey it's kind of bleak but it's gorgeous but
2: see this is the thing too Jorge accepts that and like loves yeah. it and like admires it. And Johnny just doesn't have an eye for it at all. Well, He's so used to
1: it. I think when you grow up in a small rural town, like you don't like you don't appreciate it in the same way until you don't appreciate it until you see it through fresh eyes. Yeah. So
2: he just he opens up so much oh, in
1: our little Johnny.
2: Beautiful. Love oh, it.
1: What a lovely film. Do you have any final thoughts?
2: I love this film. So yeah. the first time I watched it was about four years ago. And I remember liking yeah. it. Like I do remember enjoying it. But mm. watching it now, I think I just liked it so much more. I don't know why. Yeah.
1: No, I, it's gorgeous.
2: It's so good. I want to watch it again. And everything—the cinematography, the acting—is phenomenal. Yeah. Just um, it just takes all the boxes, doesn't it? The 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 commitment to silent moments and long shots. Yeah. I love that because it works so well. It takes its time. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like a slow film at all.
1: It's not even that. It's not even that long. It's an hour and 40
2: minutes. Yeah, Yeah. perfect. But it doesn't feel slow. But there's so many moments in in there that just take a while. Mm. But just in the best timing ever. I like that about
1: Francis Lee films, though. I feel like with these two, um, he doesn't mind just taking his time. Yeah. Gotta get the shot right. I rate that so hard. Hell yeah. On that note, shall we commence talking about our next film?
2: Oh my god, I have so much even to say about this film before we even get into it. Okay, like the whole history of this f- film. What are we talking about?
1: M and I, the 2020 film with Francis Lee. This is the last film that he did. He's currently working on another film, which apparently took talk- is a queer horror, which. Uh, hello, that Family sounds o. great. We're and definitely gonna be talking about that
2: when it comes out. The um the lead actor in it is the same one as God's Own Country no way but Josh O'Connor Josh O'Connor yeah well he's on the poster so I Ooh. assume he's the lead he's the only one being announced yet
1: okay okay i am be with it happy days Not Josh O'Connor
2: <laughs> so Ammonite so 2020
1: film lesbian madness I Kate have, Winslet Saoirse Ronan I have
2: so much to say like so much
1: <sighs> right before we yes. even get into the yes. film
2: Sorry, but I just need you all to know how important this was for me, okay? <laughs> when this film was announced back in, I don't know, 2019, maybe 2018 even, okay? Mm. When this film was announced, I think I almost passed out, dropped to the floor, fainted. Because <laughs> okay? Kate Winslet, right? Because Kate Winslet was going to play a lesbian.
1: We all now, know how much you love Titanic.
2: Look, I think I have talked about this exact same thing before on the podcast, but I just want to make it clear, okay? I've seen Heavenly Creatures, and she has played a lesbian before. She has. And I love that. I love that for her. And I love that for me. But I fell in love with Kate Winslet after Heavenly Creatures.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: A bit older. Look, I like an older woman. Okay? I, Kate Winslet for me is the number one woman on this planet. Okay? Uh-huh. It's always the Kates. Yeah. So when I found out she was going to play a lesbian, I didn't even care who the other girl was. <laughs> so Ronan? Okay. Go off. Pop off, girl. I don't care. But see, I love So Ronan. See, so this film is great for both of us, right? Well, I don't love her... Like you love oh, Kate. Okay, I okay, just okay.
1: think she's a phenomenal actress. She is. She is phenomenal. Um, so cute.
2: But both I Oscar thought, and Oscar winners. Yeah, Academy Award. I
1: did think it was an interesting pairing, though. I we'll get into I, that. Yeah, I we'll for sure get okay, into okay. that.
2: <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um. So yeah. I saw the announcement, passed out, mm-hmm. super excited, been counting down the days. And for the London Film Festival, mm. I went to the screening. Did you? Yes, I did. I didn't know that. Oh, yes, I did. Hey, I don't think we knew each other at that point because it was... No, we did. This was the year that I moved to London for uni. Oh, yeah. But this was beginning of October, so we just met. We basically. just met.
1: I seem to remember a vague conversation about Ammonite yeah. that we had one time. Yeah, But I think you were still mad at me that I hadn't seen Portrait at that point. Oh, probably.
2: <laughs> but yeah. Our throwback. I was literally um, quaking in my seat.
1: <laughs> quaking in my boots. In my boots. In my Doc Martens.
2: Oh, yeah. And this was back when you had to, like, get, like, a, t- a thermometer pointed at your head before yeah. you went to a screening. Oh, my God. Anyway, I went to see it for the film festival. And... <clears throat> It was the most disappointing day of my life, honey. <laughs> <laughs> what was the your reaction way... when you came out? Were you just like... Ugh. um? So the most awkward thing happened uh, to me, but also by me. It was my fault. But I was so... I just couldn't believe my eyes. Because for me, and we'll get into this. For me, <laughs> seeing Sersha and Kate. And Kate looks so old in this film. She looks so old in this they film. They make her look Rough. Rough. To see them both together, it just did not work for me. Like to me, they had absolutely zero point zero percent chemistry, and it felt like a mother daughter situation. I agree, and, and I, didn't I didn't like that at all. I was so uncomfortable in the cinema because obviously that's not what I wanted. But also, this cinema was packed, oh, no. and during the sex scene, oh, I had that, that we'll in talk the about favorite. later. I had oh, that when fair. I went to
1: see The Favorite. During the, the sex scene
2: say. of Emma and I, I as the only person in the entire room, mind you. At the age of twenty-three, or how old was I? Twenty-two. <laughs> I just started like giggling, but it was like a throat giggle, oh. like it came from my chest, oh, oh, and I just oh. couldn't keep it in. It was like. <laughs> Like, it was literally coming from my chest, and I just couldn't keep it in. Like, you know when your face gets really hot, and you just have to yeah. let out sound? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my god. That's goodness. so funny. As the only person in the room, I just started giggling. Because, oh, my God. Because I, I just couldn't see them together. So seeing them have, like, sex, yuck, yuck. I was like, huh. And it's just so bad. Like, I'm so ashamed um, of this. Because... I'm sure everyone thought that I was like this 16 year old girl that snuck it into the screening. Oh my god,
1: lesbians are oh kissing! Oh my god, that. You were just there, like.
2: I was just man. there, like I cannot believe what I'm watching. But anyway, that's my history with the film. Um, I think it is interesting to consider
1: how he play, how Francis Lee portrays men in a relationship versus women in a relationship, for sure. I
2: have, I agree. Yeah, and we'll get to that when we start talking about okay. the sex Why don't
1: Why don't we jump into it? Why don't you give us a little a little summary uh, of Ammonite? Okay, the romantic drama. Yes.
2: <laughs> Do you want to take this one? I, I can. I? Yeah. yeah go for um, it.
1: I'll I'll jump in because you've seen it more recently than I. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. But um, so Ammonite itself uh is inspired by the life of a real person, British paleontologist, Mary Anning, unconfirmed that she was a lesbian. Um, So, interesting. Sure, Jan. Yeah. There's no evidence.
2: <laughs> there never is. It's fossilised.
1: <laughs> it's always with these female... Well, it's with any queer person in history... Um, they never married and had children and lived a celibate life. But they were best friends with their childhood uh best friend uh for 40 years and they lived together and shared a bed best friend.
2: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. This is like Emily Dickinson um, with her love letters to Sue. They were like really, really close friends. Yeah. They were best buds. Anyway. Um
1: yeah. Uh but so it is it's described as a speculative romantic. Uh, film okay they, I know what they I'm can't come out about. and be like Mary Anning is a lesbian but
2: also Mary Anning is, is dead but- so do we care <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mary Anning is actually a very key cont- contributor to uh, British science uh, but very underrated of course of because course. science was a man's world in the 1840s Uh, She was a fossil collector uh, and a paleontologist. She was very, very renowned, and men basically took credit for her work. Ammonite is a type of fossil, uh, very common in Lyme Regis still, Um, in Dorset, where uh, she lives. Uh, She basically had to care for her mother, who... Okay. Is- Granny. Yeah. From God's own country. Oh, yeah. Hello. Recycling. Welcome back, Gemma Jones. Love it. Uh,
2: we miss you. Please. Once again, a very sad mother. <laughs>
1: yeah, very, very sad. Uh, longing, if you will. Um, but basically, she is the only one to look after her mum. Yeah. And uh, men basically take credit for her work. She sends off the fossils. Uh, and yeah, it is what it is. But then q social ronan charlotte murchison sent how how, how do you would you ex, explain this because basically charlotte's husband is keen to learn off mary yeah and but then is also like uh my wife is unwell can she convalesce with you <laughs> Bearing well she's staying in a hotel nearby he basically drops his wife on mary anning who's like i'm not a nanny like yeah. uh, and then yeah, Charlotte is very like, si- she's basically like, That's she's so sickly from the city of London. She's gone to Dorset to just kind of breathe in the sea air for a bit. Well, it's
2: not like it was her choice, um, but she joined. Well, yeah,
1: it's not her choice. And she's salty because she's just been dropped there by her husband. Salty. Who then... Good choice for word for the seaside. Oh my God, it all comes together, you see? Um, <laughs> but he just leaves her there and goes off traveling on a ship. Yeah. And she's like, okay, babes. Uh, hate you, uh, and then is basically left to be with Mary, and chaos ensues from there. Roderick yes. Murchison is the husband's name. He Frederick. was a geologist.
2: Yes. Um, yeah, from the scenes we get with Charlotte and her husband, it's very clear that this marriage was set up in some way. Oh, um, yeah. There's no love whatsoever. Um, we kind of find out, or we have to. Um, at least conclude from some of the conversations they have that mary lost not mary that charlotte lost a child yeah um, probably a miscarriage yeah Yeah. um very common absolutely no love between her and her husband that's just this one time so sad where they're in bed together and charlotte just wants to cuddle Mm. and he's like no i don't want another child at this time or like it's no time for children right now (laughs) i was literally like okay dude so that's their marriage. Um, and mm-hmm. then obviously, Mary's life is just. She's Bad. very passionate about her work, but clearly, yeah.
1: Isn't, yeah, how they portray Lyme Regis is really interesting because when you think of Lyme Regis, and like growing up in the UK, uh, a lovely, sunny Dorset town, it's like a tourist hotspot and fossils. I've never been, but it looks great. But this film presents it so differently it's cold, it's wet, it's rainy, it's bleak, it's foggy. Like, it's the complete opposite of what you would expect it to be. Yeah, And she's just kind of wandering along the seascape, picking up rocks, looking after her mum, and you're like, oh. Like, again, it kind of captures that rural sense of location, but also isolation. Yeah. Of, especially a Mary... Um, Her life just is directionless. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing as well. She's very smart. She's very intelligent. She has her shop uh, and is clearly very respected. But she's stuck. And you're like, no, please. It's worse when it's a woman Mm. because all that potential is lost. Like, Think of all the women who couldn't go to university and couldn't do X, Y, Z because of just of their gender. Yeah, like all that potential and intelligence was just lost. It's really sad. Then Charlotte turns up. Basically, she gets left with Mary because Roderick is like, but well, she's basically won't get out of
2: bed. He calls it light melancholy. Yeah, well, she's depressed yeah. as hell, right?
1: <laughs> so then he's they he's been sent, She's been sent there to convalesce um, and was basically like, uh, look after my wife whilst I bounce to Europe. Bye. And Mary is just like okay, what if you're paying me fine? Yeah. Reluctantly agrees. So then Charlotte starts going with Mary on her morning beach trips to find rocks and is really, really salty about it.
2: Well, they're both pretty salty about it. Yeah, yeah, very (laughs) true. Um,
1: Um, Also, yes, so what happens is... Charlotte goes in the ocean, gets cold, and then gets a fever. Classic. Mm. Gentle woman. (laughs) Gets one breath of cold and it instantly falls sick. And Dr. Liebeson appears. Gheorghe. Gheorghe. So we're seeing the same actors. Welcome back, Alec. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Love it. Love it, love it.
1: So fun, so fun. He basically prescribes her bed rest and says to Mary, you must be her bedtime nurse.
2: Yeah, you need to care for her because you're a woman. Mary. bedside nose I said bedside, bedside <laughs> I said bedside bedside nurse. I meant bedside well nurse.
1: yeah oh then so she basically goes to a friend Elizabeth a friend Fiona Shaw hi Queenie
2: love Lesbian every time I see Fiona Shaw every time I love, see especially
1: her. when I see her in a film led by a queer woman uh Colette <sighs> which we talked about yeah. on our uh, last long form Gay Actually episode mhm if you haven't listened <laughs>
0: Love yeah her. so
1: you yeah she goes to buy she's like a pharmacist type like back in 1840s whatever a female pharmacist was called a witch um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm <just> kidding <laughs> uh, but um yeah and you get the sense very quickly that they were a thing Yeah, and you're like oh Mary's gay yep. and Elizabeth's like come in for a visit come in and catch up with me and Mary's like no Mary's like, again no. she won't let herself feel much like Johnny in God's Own Country she <sighs> won't let herself feel vulnerable she won't let herself show any type of struggle yeah. she's just everyone's like Mary you're dealing with so much let's help let, let me know how you're feeling and she's like no no yeah and that doesn't really change
2: this is also the thing like first of all they make wins that look very old and grey um, but also she never smiles in this film. We'll get to a specific part where she does smile. But mm. she never smiles in this film.
1: She's miserable AF and miserable. I don't blame her, but also I'm like, oh God. Like when she does smile, I'm like, oh yeah. No. She's feeling things. She's happy. Then it's quickly like, Kate wins a frown. I'm
2: like, oh. <laughs> no. But anyway, what happens next? <laughs> oh yeah, she so she's basically caring for for Charlotte. Um, She's getting better. It's great. Um, Charlotte tries to kind of engage in conversation with Mary Mm -hmm. um, quite unsuccessfully. This is really a lot like God's Own Country. The dynamic at first. Yeah, that's so true. Now we're talking about it. Yeah, Um, But here, I mean, strikingly, Charlotte is a younger one. She's a lot younger than Mary. Mm. Um, We don't get their ages, but I would say like 20 years, probably 40, 20 or 25, 45. Yeah. At least 20 years. Yeah. They're both consenting adults. That's all that matters. Yeah. Valid. Okay. Her husband's more of a creep than Mary.
1: Yeah. Valid. And they did know each other in real life. They were friends. They exchanged correspondence but who? Charlotte and Mary.
2: Oh okay. Uh, IRL, That kind of real life. I thought you meant the actors. I was like okay. (laughs) Um. I
1: do think Saoirse Ronan is a phenomenal actress though. I just think the script wasn't necessarily right for her. Like she was really good, but I just think like it was just such a weird situation. I felt like they struggled to have chemistry because of the weird script.
2: Yeah, um, there's a lot of caring, and you, there's also this caring in Gazan country that we talked about that literally breaks the wall that Johnny has built. Yeah, but this care—it's—it's it's complicated. I yeah. think because there's yeah. there's love is so nuanced. And, like, caring is a big part of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think because Francis Lee is not a lesbian,
3: mm-hmm.
2: with all due respect. <laughs> um, I think the caring that he shows, there, like, where the love develops through that caring, I think is too motherly. Yeah. Um, the way it's written. And... I'm not saying that that's not realistic, but I'm saying the way that comes over on screen, um, kind of it falls flat. It falls flat, and it also makes it also kind of turns that potential chemistry they could have had into a different kind of um dynamic. Mm. And for me, that was where I was struggling watching this film. Yeah, because it totally. felt way too motherly for me.
1: Yeah, I think once you look past that, it's fine. But you can't really look past it, which is why so many queer women like joke about how ammonite is.
2: Yeah, because I really do believe that what they showed was realistic, and that it's a good film. Yeah, fundamentally, and and I get that that caring, I'm one hundred percent. I know that that's real. Yeah, that kind of caring. Um, Yeah, but I just think the way it was done, it just didn't go come over that way. It felt too mummy. It really felt so, and not in, a, not in a good way. No, I don't know. It was just, and that dynamic starts when she has that fever and, and uh, Mary's taking care of her. Yeah. And she even says it to Mary. She even says, you're taking care of me like a mother or something like that. Mm. And it just, ugh. Yeah. Like, I'm just having a hard time, to be honest. I get you. With their dynamic, which is so unfortunate. Um, But yeah, yeah. anyway. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: from this, from that point, their I guess relationship kind of develops. I would go as far to say it's a slow burn, very slow a burn. simmer, if you will. Um. But then, like, they're kind of getting to know each other. They're kind of like having good chats, good conversation, and it's kind of like you get the sense of Mary's repression, like she's pushing down her feelings. Um, because they go to an evening recital and Charlotte kind of mingles really well with the town folk you get that sense of oh because she's married to a guy like she's been she's immediately accepted and like praised but Mary even though she's respected she's a spinster so she's not respected in the same way which is messed up but you can see kind of Mary feels sad about it so she leaves early and Charlotte comes home and finds that Mary has written a lovely romantic poem in her journal. and I'm like, Lesbian!
2: <laughs> Jinx. Oh my god. Can I also say, before they go to the recital, um, Char- Charlotte walks down in her dress, her nightgown. Yeah. Not her nightgown. <laughs>
1: oh no! It's <laughs> like, yeah!
2: <laughs> walks down in her dress and Mary looks at her like she's an absolute snack. Yeah. she makes but these so eyes. it's so subtle as well. Oh, and like the Kate corner of her incredible. mouth, just mm. like the corners of her mouth, just like curl up. She's just like, like a slow, okay. little sexy smirk. She just <laughs> looks at her like she's a snack. Yeah,
1: and it's the first time you're like Mary. You there know, you are. Like,
2: do you remember what the poem says? No, me either. Okay, great. Yep.
1: <laughs> oh, they find yeah. a really big fossil. That's what happens next. Oh, Mary, Charlie, sent- yeah gets sent to the British Museum
2: this is also when um, Mary starts opening up a bit to Charlotte about Mm. her first fossil that she found when she was 11
1: yeah and it's the same one it's the same type the same type Um, oh maybe it's because she's showing her vulnerability
2: I think so she's just sharing and there's that drawing of the fossil that she made when she was 11 I think she kind of wants to explain that that's a child's drawing even though it's like Good.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. And you're like, Mary, you're smart as hell. Yeah. And you give yourself no credit Maybe. and you just give all of your things to the British Museum to take credit for anyway.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After that, what happens, Amber? Ooh, what happens, Joyce? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, this is... I didn't squeal you up for this part. Although... Okay. Is this... Is, is this... They share is this share this... <laughs> They share no. a lot of intimate moments in between. Um, lots of looks, staring, which this is just kind yeah. of, um, I think, a residue from Portrait of a Lady on Fire, where looking is everything. I mm. think that kind of...
1: Yeah, it's voyeuristic, effect. isn't it? Like, they like to look and be... Yeah, they like to look at each other. They like yeah. to gaze upon each other. So just lots which, of staring. Considering it's a male director, I think this part is done well. Like, the gaze. The gaze it's not like inherently male Yeah. Necessi- I mean obviously the camera is male
2: but <laughs> let me get my film theory book
1: <laughs> oh my god Um, but I think it, it wasn't done in like a like you know you know that type of way where men portray queer women on the screen yeah. it wasn't done like that in my opinion
2: no it was very intimate yeah like, instead of like lustful yeah yeah it wasn't lustful um yet <laughs> I mean, well so i and i really want to have a genuine conversation with you about this because i wonder how you feel about okay, this but yeah. this is kind of a revelation i had after watching god's own country talk to me but this is if when we get into their first sexual encounter
1: yeah well they have one and then they have another yeah Don't they I'm talking about the
2: first one okay great. so this is their first kiss basically yeah um yeah so how, how does this... What is, is Mary um, washing the dishes or something? They're cleaning the fossil
1: tools oh, okay. before going to bed. And then um, Charlotte kisses Mary.
2: On the cheek first. And then, and then Mary kind of turns around and then they kiss. And I loved that part. That was great. Yeah, I thought that was great. Once again, I'm just going to say it. For me, they have no chemistry. So that, that stays the same anyway. Yeah. But aside from that, I think that was a very cute first kiss. Yeah. And then... I don't even know how long... How much time passed? But basically, straight away, um, Mary <laughs> and lifts up uh, Charlotte's skirt and whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I wanted to get your opinion on this. Okay, but do you think that is realistic, or do you think that is the way in the same as in God's own country, where it's kind of like that aggressive, quick lust, like wanting um, mm. desire? That that's something that's more. Because he's a male director, like he like, wrote it, yeah. that that's something that's not quite as realistic. That's
1: a really good question. I think in some ways it is realistic.
2: It is our first encounter, though. Like, give that in mind to. Like,
1: yeah. I think considering the context, I don't think either of them are realistic. Because they've spent they've got to know each other quite consistently before, mm-hmm. right? But then at the same time, oh god, I don't know.
2: I thought it was quite aggressive in like a jarring way. Did you think it
1: was realistic?
2: I either I, of them. Gods Own Country, yeah. So yeah. That was that was yeah. I mean, I have no experience in that, but it felt real. Like it felt the like, whole film felt very real. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I don't know if it's something to do with maybe Ammonite being historical, because Gods Own Country is contemporary, isn't it? Right. Maybe. But maybe it's like kind of a degree removed. Maybe, but I don't know. I yeah, I think you're right. Ammonite was not as realistic, and that saddens me.
2: Hmm. I just, it, for me, it was jarring when that happened because yeah. that's not how I think about two women. Um, yeah, but obviously, yeah,
1: because obviously we're speaking from a very specific perspective. We don't really know, like, the gay male experience, so we're just no. speaking based on what, like, very our true. perceptions and very true and that kind of thing
2: um but i, I do think... think it
1: was better than Almanite. i mean i didn't like it i, sh- I was like
2: oh okay okay we're doing this like fine <laughs> yeah it just but, for yeah. me it really came out of nowhere not not that they finally kissed yeah. i but think they the should have just let it, went left left it super fast. The kiss. i yeah. think so too yeah like it went it went too fast for me and i'm not saying that doesn't happen and that's not realistic yeah. it's just in that setting and kind of that like that waiting and that anticipation mm-hmm. for that to happen for then suddenly it to go from a kiss, yeah. to like full blown whatever. Sure, I think in I like agree. In like two you. seconds, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" It was, like, yeah. surely not.
1: Yeah, I think I think because I think I agree with you because I think like yeah, women can be like of course like women love sex, women can be passionate and and given to desires and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, and I, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. Mm. And the tendin- but I think they the tenderness that. wasn't there, though.
2: But it, it was. There's, like, this moment where she takes her hand and she holds her hand for a bit. And then...
1: But, yeah, but why didn't they just leave it at that, though? What do you it, mean? Like, if they just left it at the kiss, yeah. and, like, that beautiful moment,
2: I'd be like, oh, that's really nice. Exactly. And then they just... Like, learnt- I feel that they built up that kind of intimacy. Because I
1: feel like God's Own Country did the aggression and then the tenderness. Exactly. Whereas Ammonite did...
2: The tenderness tenderness and
1: then the aggression. And I was like...
2: No, you already yes, have women can be lustful,
1: but yeah, I don't, I don't, I just, yeah, I, that's it. I don't really know how to explain my thoughts on it, and that's what bothers me. It's kind of like tar. <laughs> yeah. It bothers me when I can't but express my thoughts. About that's also, a film.
2: we're working through this like in lifetime. Like I just asked you this, and now we're yeah. like working through it. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like we have had time to think about. I was going to say before. I have
1: not considered this before, and now I don't know what I think. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think I think it's what you said. We get the tenderness mm. first, so that's already there. So then, for that to kind of happen, it feels jarring and out of place.
1: Yeah, I think well, you're right. When you say jarring, because this is what
2: I'm saying. With it's not unrealistic for that to happen, but because Mm. we already had that tenderness built up, that's why it feels unrealistic. Yeah. So I think that's. Yeah. I I am happy with that.
1: Oh, I'm glad we established that. (laughs) Yeah. Do you feel the same? (laughs) Yeah, a hundred
2: percent. Okay, great.
1: Okay,
2: okay,
1: great, cool. So yeah, that. So that that. (laughs) happened. No fair play. Yeah. Um.
2: So I will also say just really quickly. This is like the only lesbian film where I have to skip the sex scenes. Like, we're watching it now, I just kind of scroll through it. I just can't sit there oh, really? and watch them. I mean,
1: I've only seen the film once, so... Yeah, but I mean, I was like um, kind of... Once ridic- was enough <laughs> for that
2: scene. Break. I just can't. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. Like, for me, it just doesn't work.
1: Yeah, so I'll give some context. What happens is that they're really, really happy. The summary that I've got open... <laughs> It says, their relationship blossoms as they gleefully swim in the ocean and share their meals. So, this is my favourite scene in this film. When they swim
2: in the ocean together. Lesbian I love bliss. It. I love it. That That is where it feels real and where it feels good. Yes, because they're, they're just happy and happy and, happy and content and, and kissing, like, swimming, yeah. And it's so sweet. That, that feels realistic. That feels realistic. Definitely. I love that scene. And Kate Winslet is laughing with teeth. I could see her teeth. Mm, she teeth. smiled.
1: But then... um what happens is uh a letter arrives from Roderick Charlotte's husband remember him okay. uh he basically is like i'm home and instructs her instructs her to return to london um and then absolutely devastated Charlotte and Ma- Mary then the night before Charlotte leaves have this insane sex scene <laughs> and i mean We've kind of got the sense of your thoughts. I've never seen a sex scene like that on on film.
2: Honestly, like props to this. Yeah, happening. I
1: mean, fair play the commitment. I hope they had an intimacy coordinator. I'm sure they did. Uh,
2: Saoirse has raved about filming that scene in the media. I bet she has. she loved it. It was on I bet her birthday. She has. It was on her birthday. Well, she loved it. She...
1: For a birthday I present. I know. Kate Winslet. I mean, personally,
2: my number one um uh, <laughs> wish for a birthday present.
1: So. <laughs> you heard it here first. NSFW trigger warning, content warning. Yeah. No children Super allowed.
3: Super
2: graphic. Super um, graphic. To be honest, I will say, very I think it's excellent. <clears throat> the only problem for me is that I can't look at them have sex together. Yeah. But I think the scene itself, I mean, fucking, they did their research. Well done. Like, it just, I think it's great. I can't believe we got to see that. I can't believe I got to see that in a cinema. Too bad I giggled.
1: but Too bad I giggled. I mean, I saw it on Netflix uh, a couple months ago because it was on Netflix at that point. Um, I don't know if it still is. I didn't check. Um, But I literally, I mean, I had to pause and get up and do a lap. Because I I was like,
2: whoo! Oh my God. See, imagine that in a cinema full of people. But
1: also like... I just was like, ah. But it was just like one thing after the next, That's very right. quickly. Very quick. And I was like, obviously this I mean, yeah, obviously it wasn't realistic. I was just like, oh they're doing that. And now they're doing that. And now they're doing it, it was just very quick. And I was like, no, no, no.
2: <laughs> it was too quick, obviously. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I think it was very again.
1: I mean obviously... they really
2: gave in to themselves. They like, can't like give us a whole thirty minute sex scene. Yeah, I think, I mean... I just was like, whoa! Whoa! To be honest... Oh my god. I think they went really bold with it, and... Props to them, because,
1: like, I thought The Favourite was bold.
2: Oh, yeah. This was, like... It's just insane. This came graphic. out the
1: year after The Favourite, right? Because The Favourite was 2018, 2019. This was, like, 2021.
2: 2020.
1: Oh, yeah. This is 2020. Yeah. yeah, so I thought that was bold. And then this appears out of nowhere, and you just see all the all the things i'm trying not to be too crass
2: <laughs> i mean i think i mean i think in a lot of ways it is very realistic but yeah. then like you say um obviously you can't i mean you have to edit
1: <laughs> yeah true obviously
2: so things went really fast it was
1: already intense with the quick editing to be fair like it didn't i mean
2: yeah the camera work was interesting there was a lot of like yeah. skewed angles and stuff and movement. What did you think of that? Because I personally didn't
1: love it. I didn't love, like, the sudden close-ups and then the sudden, like, going
2: backwards and forwards. It was you know trying I mean? to be very artsy about the sex, I think. Yeah. But, once again, for me, there were other issues that I was more focused on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
1: what did you think about their chemistry during the sex scene? T-
2: no. Really? Yeah. This is, this is what I'm saying. It felt yeah. like... M- Like a mother-daughter thing. That's
1: kind of what it felt like throughout the whole film. So, I mean, I've personally felt really uncomfortable watching the sex scene. Mm -hmm. I thought they... I mean, they're both fantastic actresses. Yeah. So they did a really good job. This is no criticism of either of them. But I was watching it like, I need to shower this off of me.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It was shameful. Oh my God, I know. And I love
1: them both so much. I respect them as... I respect them as actresses so much, which makes it so painful. But I was like, "No, please."
2: This is what I'm saying. Like, this is this yeah. is. It was so hard. God, my heart was broken that day. Okay, yeah. I've been waiting for this film for two years when it came out.
1: Yeah, it's so it's so devastating.
2: I just, it's really it's like you say they're both so so good. It's yeah. nothing against them, but mm-hmm. they just don't have that chemistry to have a sex scene like that. I know.
1: Yeah, so that was a mess. Anyway. And then she leaves. Charlotte just leaves the next day. And it's like, oh, sad.
2: Yeah. And then Mary's mum dies. Very. Her mum has like the saddest story to God. Oh, yeah, we didn't really talk about
1: her mum. That's okay. But she lost loads of children, didn't she? Yeah. Basically. Um, So Mary's all she has, and then she dies, and then Mary finds herself completely on her own. Yeah her isolation continues was going in a very opposite trajectory to God's Own Country lesbian sadness a thing we do not like and we do not rate on this podcast for sure considering it was a fictional narrative about real people could we not just invent some happiness right they get the briefest bliss and then Mary's on her own but then Mary receives a letter from Charlotte Asking her to go to London. And Mary's just Mary's got nothing to lose. No. She doesn't have to care for her mum anymore. So she goes. And we see Mary leave her isolation bubble
3: mm-hmm.
1: and go into the city. And this next part makes me feel distressed. As if I as if we weren't distressed enough. Charlotte invites Mary into her home takes her upstairs and shows her a fully furnished bedroom ready for her to move into. Yeah. Basically saying to Mary, come and live with me. And my husband. Yeah. Come and immerse yourself into my life in a room that I have decorated for you without asking you. I've just sprung this on you after you've come to visit me in London. And you see Charlotte in a completely different light because like, even by the way she interacts with her maid... Yeah. And Mary suddenly is like, oh, she's this rich girl. Basically Young, rich
2: girl, very naive.
1: Yeah. Doesn't have a clue about the real world and doesn't care about yeah. the real world. And all of a sudden Mary gets the ick. Yeah. She full on gets the ick on camera. Like and oh, you so see painful. it. You
2: see her get the so ick. Painful. And
1: she basically was like, You don't respect my life. I will not become an ornament. Yeah. In your cage. That's what she says, and you're Preach. like, "Damn, she's comparing herself to her fossils." Okay, cool. <laughs> what did you think of that? Because I was literally oh. like, "Yuck!" Can you actually imagine?
2: No, it's Yuck. It's so. <laughs> yeah, it just really shows that Charlotte has just no clue about anything, mm. anything, and it's just for the film. It's just such a shame. Like, mm. what an ending! Ugh. Oh. I know. I mean um at this point in the film i've completely already tuned out and for me it's already not happening but um it's so painful to watch yeah like god you invest like so much time in these characters Mm -hmm. i mean and this is a parallel to what mary invested in charlotte really yeah and then you just find out like oh this is just fortunate really
1: yeah, literally.
2: And the maid, like, so, uh, Charlotte kisses Mary in front of the maid, and obviously Mary's yes, very, like... Yeah,
1: that's the bit I was thinking of. Yeah, she's like,
2: oh, no, like, this is so weird. And she's like, oh, it's just the maid. And, like, the maid just looks at her, like, yeah, like, I don't know what... As to if she's this. not a real person that's yeah. gonna then
1: go and <laughs> downstairs, like...
2: Exactly. It's just so odd. Yeah. And it's very, like, you can feel the disappointment... Mary's like, oh,
1: Mary. I fell in love with a rich girl, Rip.
2: Yeah. That's
1: <laughs> that's the vibe.
2: It's just really sad because she, she still hasn't fully come out of her shell. Yeah. But that she's also just not allowed to at the end. I know. Like, it doesn't happen for her. Like, that's it. That's <sighs> it. That's what we leave with. Um, she yeah. hasn't been set free. Nothing has really changed. She's going to go back to her old life.
1: Yeah. There's no arc. No. It begins as it ends. Mary is alone. Because... Well, they the arc. <laughs> they get, well, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... Where's Mary's happiness? She's not got any. Like, she's just on her own, looking at rocks that she doesn't get credit for. Because that's the thing. The final scene, she goes to the British Museum. She sees her fossil, mm-hmm. but it makes no mention of her. Mm-hmm. It's got no name. Well, it's got a man's name.
3: Yeah.
1: It hasn't got her name on it. And then sh- Charlotte arrives... And they're looking at each other. They're standing on either side of the glass, looking at each other, Yeah. and that's how it ends. Which is like, is it, that was a really interesting shot, and kind of thinking about how they're both kind of trapped in different cages, I suppose. Because I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of lost sympathy for Charlotte at the end, mm-hmm. but you kind of do need to be sympathetic because she's been trapped in this heteronormative marriage to survive. And she, yeah. obviously she doesn't want it and she's you know she's got nothing really she's got nothing going for her because she's also kind of on her own it sucks like yeah they're just looking at each other and they can't have each other and then it ends and you're like oh great another film about sad lesbians clowns
2: this is the thing, and I f- um, this is a spoiler, by the way, for Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but um, this film has been compared to that a lot because it came out right after. Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: And the thing in Portrait of a Lady on Fire is at the end, they also don't get together, mm. but so much has changed for both of them. And you see that in like the most poignant, beautiful, powerful scene at the end, the yeah. last scene. Yeah. You see how it has changed so much for both of them. Well,
1: they've completely... Their characters are completely revolutionised. Completely yeah. different. It's be- that I love that. Well, we're going to it's, talk it's, about that yeah, film. Yeah, it's just incredibly powerful
2: because of that. Yeah, but in Emonite, it just that doesn't happen. Like you say, she just goes back to who she was at the start. Like yeah. nothing changes. It hasn't changed her in any way, not that we know. And yeah. that's just so deeply sad you because just it just makes yeah. it all feel so meaningless.
1: Well, it, that's exactly it. It feels meaningless because you can't actually you you finish the film and you're like, well, what what have I got out of this? Yeah, not in not in a nasty way to the filmmaker. Like the film itself was good, but you're just kind of like. They've achieved nothing. The characters have achieved nothing. They've gone nowhere. It's like very anticlimactic.
2: Yeah. Because there's no consequence
1: either. Really.
2: No, no. There's no like big dramatic
1: moment. It's just. That.
2: So yeah, I mean. For <laughs> me, this film is a no. I've tried to rewatch it multiple yeah. times, and I can't. I can't do it. Um, Ammonite,
1: no. God's Own Country, yes.
2: But you liked Ammonite, right?
1: I did like Ammonite. Um, uh, I think the more I thought about it, the more I was like, "This is problematic." But on a first watching, I enjoyed it. There's a lot that we haven't talked about that I did enjoy. Um, we could talk about it. Well, Fiona Shaw's character, I enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Like, I kind of liked that unspoken relationship that was um I mean they left a lot of her character and her history off screen but I quite liked that
2: yeah this is are yeah. exciting yeah I agree yeah
1: you could kind of feel the tension I think they had more chemistry than Kate did with <laughs> Um uh, truth be told but yeah. I mean everyone was great fantastic performances all round um yeah
2: but yeah yeah um yeah, I'm just not that big of a fan. I found this review online. That I just I just wanted to share the title because I thought it was so funny. Please do. Um, I love that. It's a review written for a The I think it's is a magazine. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, the title is Ammonite Review. Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan's geology romance doesn't rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is good. I love it. It and does not
1: rock. It does not rock. It doesn't rock.
2: And um, the conclusion of this review, which I thought is very, st- kind of summarizes how, summarized how I feel. Shout out to the
1: author of this review, by the way. Yeah,
2: I need to get his name. Mm-hmm. Um, is But letting hot women touch each other on screen isn't enough anymore. Yes. The characters have to be well drawn and the dialogue well written. I think I might have read that review.
1: Maybe. Um, oh, I've definitely read. A, I've read that review or a similar review. It hits the nail
2: on the head exactly the writer is called Leaf our
1: great shout out to you for absolutely summarizing our thoughts it's not enough to have like women thirsty for each other on screen anymore they've got to have connection they've got to have a journey like we just talked about colette
3: mm-hmm.
1: i mean i know i mentioned it earlier On we just talked about colette on the gay actually podcast i say just it was two months ago now yeah. but there's a journey there's an arc yeah. Uh, it's not enough to have beautiful acting and intimate scenes anymore. That it was a tough to pill.
2: That was a tough pill I had to swallow. Yeah. Because I was just excited for Kit Winslet being a lesbian. But and if you're making
1: look. a queer film, you have to connect with your queer audience and you know lesbians are going to be watching this film and feeling nothing. Anyway. Anyway. On that note. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gay Actually as part of the UK Film Review Podcast. If you like this episode, um, we do monthly episodes here on the UK Film Review Podcast. There's also a bunch of other series that you probably already listened to. The Phantom Zone, The Scream Test, The UK Film Club with Chris and Brian. (laughs) My voice broke. (laughs) Brian. Sorry, Brian. Um, We have a bunch of series on here that you may like to listen to. If you'd like to hear more from us, we have the Gay Actually podcast on Spotify. It is called Gay Actually. We are working on getting it onto Apple Podcasts, but it is on SoundCloud and on Spotify, so watch this space. If you liked our episode, or if you have any requests, or you want to hear more, uh, we are on Instagram at gay underscore actually, or at gayactuallyuk at gmail Beautiful.
2: Send us emails, because we love it. I love an
1: email. I actually haven't checked the inbox for a while, so okay. that might be Maybe it. we have like 20 emails in there. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> it's but. probably mostly Instagram notifications, but ah. that's, that's fine by me. Um, But thank you very much, everyone. Take care, stay safe, and goodbye.
2: Bye. Thanks, Joyce. Thanks, Amber.